Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. Okay, people. This is the one-year anniversary of Staying in the Black, and I'm really excited about it. But I have to be honest, this is my third take of this episode. Why? First time I started recording, someone walked in and started talking to me, so I had to stop. Second time I recorded, I did a whole episode, probably 45 minutes only to discover that I didn't press record. So this is the third time. And as they say, the third time is the charm. So yay, this is our one-year anniversary. I'm really excited. I can't believe that it took me three years to get to our one-year anniversary. And you say three years to get here? Yes, because I decided three years ago that I wanted to start a podcast And it took me two years (laughs) to finally get up the nerve to press record the first time and get that trailer recorded. And now we are one year later and we have recorded um, a year's worth of episodes and I can't believe it. And so I am going to start with the numbers. And so we have over 600, it's over 1,650 downloads. We've had 28 guests. I've done 64 IG posts since starting the podcast. And our highest listened to episode is episode three, how a change of mindset started a business with Erica Jordan Thomas. And the cool thing about that is that she was the person who shared what podcast mic she used and truly encouraged me to start this podcast and was one of my first guests, if not the first guest. And so it's really exciting that her episode is the most listened to episode. And really the even though I'm celebrating all of the wins of staying in the black, this is really a podcast to just encourage those of you who are thinking of starting your own business to get on it. Right. So if you listen to episode three, it's about how Erica helps educators start their own educational consulting business. So it's only appropriate that it be the highest record a listen to episode on this podcast. So I've never taken Erica's course, but I will say if her course is half as good 
as the information that she posts for free on IG. It is worth every penny you pay for it. And so I encourage you to listen to episode three and possibly start following Erica because she gives really good advice that works for educational consultants, but any type of consultant and anyone who is trying to market or start a business. And so, like I said, it took two years for me to start this podcast. And some people are like, well, you know, you were really planned, but it's really interesting that it took me one year to start my first school and six months to start my second school, yet two years to start this podcast. Um, but I'm grateful it started. We're a year in and I want to, you know, just shout out some of the people who kind of continue to support me and help me get this ball rolling. And the first um, person is um, the pink lady. So the pink lady, along with my teachers, encouraged me to start posting Saving Sundays, probably a year and a half before I recorded the first podcast episode. She would email me articles or call me with a, situ- a financial situation that she had and said, I think this, is, this should be your saving Sunday post or make, let's you know, make this into a post. She also would call, text, or email me to say, there's a grammatical error in there and um, take it down. And so I would uh, always really appreciate all of her input and her support. And so I called her like the first executive producer of, of staying in the black. And it took me two years to do this. And I started with just putting up saving Sundays every year. I thought like it was important to be consistent. And so every Sunday I would put up a post, a savings tip that really just spoke to, you know, those small little drips, but they say a leak sinks um, ships, like a small leak can sink a ship, but it can also, in this case, I it can save a lot of money. All those little drips of money definitely save and compound into uh, big buckets of, of money. So that's why I started with the Saving Sundays. I thought if I could be consistent with those, then maybe I could be consistent with something bigger, such as a podcast episode. And so that's how staying in the Black podcast kind of started. I've shared in the trailer that the name came from the fact, and I'm still doing it, next week's episode will be about entering the new year in the Black. And it has been uh, my practice for many years now to enter the new year. Initially, it started with being comfortable with entering the new year with only my student loans. And then when I purchased my house, it was, I could be in the black with everything except my student loans and my mortgage. And once I paid off the student loans for the past, I guess, 10 years or so, I have to be in the black, except the only grace I give myself is my mortgage because it's going to take me another eight years or so to pay that off. And so The other part of this celebration is, you know, I I released these podcasts and it also came out of the pandemic and 
I crazily thought like when I, when the pandemic is over, what will I be able to say that I accomplished, you know, because I was spending, you know, all this time in the house. And I don't know why I had that thought because surviving the pandemic was hard enough. I had COVID. I was sick for a month. I was home with three children, a high school student, a middle schooler, and a elementary school student all doing Zoom class while I was working on Zoom and on Microsoft Teams. And my mom was in the house. And so working full-time remotely, trying to get three kids online into all of their classes remotely. Um, My niece is special, niece, the youngest one in elementary school. So that meant not only her classes, but to all of her related services like speech, APE, physical therapy, (laughs) assisted physical education, counseling, all of those things. And I couldn't have done it without my mom, who was also working remotely. And my sister was the only person who went, had to go to work every day. So she did all the grocery shopping. And so we did that for a little over a year. And I don't know what I was thinking, but it was like, like that wasn't enough. I had to start a new venture, which for me was podcasting. And so on December 18th, 2020, I released the first episode of this podcast. I guess I wanted to show that I was being productive. I get a little crazy like that, but here we are a year later and it's still going. And we've had over 1,650 downloads. So I'm really proud of that. Although I don't even know if I should be, I am proud of it. I'm going to own it. Yes, I am proud of it. I don't know if it's good or not that you've had a podcast for a year um, and that you've had 1,650 downloads. I do know that there's a statistic that most podcasts don't make it past eight episodes. And I've probably made it this far because I don't look at the numbers. In order to prepare for this podcast episode, I had to go to my podcast host (laughs) And look and find out all this information because I didn't want to look at the numbers and be dissuaded from what I wanted to do and something that I think would be helpful. And so it's helpful to a lot of people at this point because they listen and or you all listen. And I really appreciate uh, your support. The other thing that this year has taught me is that you can do it, right? I had to overcome a lot of imposter syndrome or or I experienced a lot of imposter syndrome with this. You know, yes, I could start a school in my sleep, but could I start a podcast? Would people listen? Would Do I have enough financial information to share? Which is why I interview people. Um, one, because I think that representation, res- representation matters. And two, because I didn't necessarily know that people want to listen to my financial stories. And so interviewing people gave me the opportunity to find out more about them and about different financial strategies that people use to start businesses or to retire or to save money. And it wasn't until I ran, a, an episode was due and I didn't have a guest lined up 
that I did my first solo episode. And then once I did the first one, I was like, oh, I can do this. And so it just goes back to like, you can do it. So I encourage you, if you're thinking about starting a side hustle or a business in general, to just do it. It definitely sounds like trite advice. You know, you think of Nike and that swish, but it's the truth. You should just do it. Um, And it gets easier every time you do it. So I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that, you know, I've been doing this for a year and acknowledge the people who supported me. And so I acknowledge the pink lady and all of her support and her editing and feedback, whether good, bad, or indifferent. She's, she's my friend, but she's not, in, she, but she's definitely a critic. And so she definitely gave me feedback there. I also want to acknowledge my best soul sister who also encouraged me to give myself grace, but also encouraged me to get it done. So whenever I'm doubting whether I can get it done, she's always there to say you can. And she also sends information to help me and to, or any information that she thinks would move the podcast forward. So she, you know, and she's uh, a yogi. So she's always, you know, mindful and supportive practices, totally you know, the opposite of who I am sometimes. And so, well, most times. And so she definitely has always been there when um, I struggle with getting it all done, encouraging me to give myself grace with this process because I am, I work full time. I am a single mom and I do this podcast, but I love it. And so she's always there to remind me of the balance that I have to have and the grace that I give myself. The other person or organization has been Jam Digital. They definitely helped me with my uh, social media, all the IG stuff. And, you know, they make sure that my posts are up when they're supposed to. They give me feedback. They remind me, we haven't gotten your episode yet. Um, So great thought partner definitely great with just all the stuff that I don't know about. There's a lot of stuff. And so I'm only on IG. I have a questionnaire for my guests. I record this for free on Zoom. Oh, and my podcast editor, which I can name is Blue Whale Entertainment. They're a great video company, but they edit my podcast for me and they do a great job at it. And so even when I hand my episodes in late, they make sure that it gets done so that I can post it on time. And so if it's ever late, it's always because it's my fault, never because it's anybody on my team's fault, because they always want to make me make sure that I'm successful. And a lot of them volunteer their services. So the things that I pay for on this podcast, for those of you who may want to or are interested in starting a podcast, I pay for my podcast hosting and I pay for my podcast editing, but I use IG and I use Zoom to record it for free. I've used Anchor actually to edit it um, for free and 
Anchor is also where I got my music from. And yeah, so that's those are kind of the, the ways that I've been able to get this done for as low cost as possible. And I did it that way because it's a passion project. You know, I pay out of pocket for it to be successful. And I'm fine with that because, as you know, starting this podcast is part of me building my runway to retirement. I'm trying things out that I think I may want to do once I become retired. And starting it this early because I'm a good seven and a half to eight years away from retirement. You're like, well, why are you thinking about it so early? Because I want to make sure that I can do it and that I can live the life that I want to. And so as we enter 2022, I'll start talking about the eight keys through the lens of retirement and kind of like what does saving, um, estate planning, insurance, what do they look like through the lens of someone who is preparing for retirement? Because it's totally different than for someone who is, you know, you're in the middle of your working life and you, you know, you may or may not have started a family, you know, those sorts of things. And so we're going to share, well, I'm going to share definitely a lot more on how I'm building my runway to retirement you'll start seeing upgrades to my website, staying in the blk.com, um, possibly to my Instagram post, and just all the other good stuff that you've been getting, sharing interviews with educators who have side hustles or with people who help people start you know, businesses and or improve their business. And so in thinking of all the things that you know, the podcast was able to accomplish this year. We were also in April listed in essence online for nine black financial educators you should be following on Instagram. And that was a huge surprise to happen in April, which is financial literacy month. Because, you know, I didn't think anybody was paying attention to what I was doing over here. And that was fine, which is why I had to research all of the numbers for this podcast. Because I didn't want to be dissuaded. I knew that this is something that I wanted to do. I didn't want to compare myself to others. I just wanted to do something that I really enjoyed doing. And so I just never looked at the numbers and I never looked who was following me. And I just did what I thought was best or what the people who said that I should share this information said they wanted to see or wanted to hear. And it's turned out pretty well. And so I don't know if 1,650 plus uh, downloads is good for a podcast that's been in a year, but I learned a lot of other financial educators. I followed them. I don't compare myself to them. I just try to get my episodes done and get them up. And I love when you guys give me feedback um, in DMs or if you post on my IG a question, I always endeavor to get that information to you as soon as possible. So like, I really enjoy this. I enjoy recording these podcasts, putting them up, getting the feedback and becoming better at it every day. And so the goal for 2022 is to monetize it. Cause as I say, it's a passion project 
right now and see where it takes me. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And maybe in retirement, I'll do this full time because I don't necessarily have to, and it remains a um, passion project. Who knows? You'll be on this journey with me and get to see exactly what happens at the end of the day or at the end of the journey. And so the question that I always ask is kind of like, what's the highest leverage step you can take, I think, to start a journey? Because we're at the the year end wrap up for, for, for staying in the black. But the first thing is to just do it. And so, you know, for me, mm-hmm. the first step was posting saving Sunday and from posting saving Sunday, we got to the trailer of the episode and from the trailer of the episode, we got mentioned in essence. And so we will continue to do the work and really share with your friends. So although I do this podcast anonymously, there are definitely people who know that I do it and they send me people to interview or they ask me questions And they support me. So they tell other people about it. And I think one of the other things, another number is like, I have over a thousand IG posts. Like I haven't promoted my post. I haven't, um, like, I really don't even, I haven't even emailed most of my friends about it. Like if they know, then they share on their own, but I haven't necessarily shared with them to share it. And so it's been organic and I'm excited about that. As I look into monetizing, I may be more strategic about it. I've also taken like, I think the most I've paid for a class to learn more because it's important. People always like investing yourself. I agree, but it's hard to figure out what's a quality investment because everyone thinks that they're the greatest. And some of these courses are ridiculous and you never know because they can give you the information. It's really about you implementing it, which is why I always ask the guests, what's the highest leverage step that someone could take to start the process? Because you just have to do it. And I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. And I will speak to you guys next week. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayinginthebk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayinginthebk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...